Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole, and you know, in these unprecedented times that we are living in, one of the saddest parts for me personally, with as someone with a 96-year-old father and, and six brothers and sisters all over the place, one of the saddest parts I feel of this pandemic that I think is pervasive and worldwide is that we're not able to see in person and hug our loved ones, our elderly relatives. And if you have littler kids and, and teenagers, you know that they miss their cousins. They miss seeing their relatives for the most part unless they're teenagers, they don't always miss. But what we're talking about today is staying in touch with those loved ones, our grandparents. And joining me is Dr. Arthur Lavin. He's a pediatrician and spokesman for the American Academy of Pediatrics. And you can read his blog at Real Answers with Dr. Lavin. Dr. Lavin, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And as I said, this seems to be one of the most painful parts, aside from losing relatives, is not being able to see them or, you know, hug them. Tell us, what's going on right now? What have you been seeing and hearing from parents and even kids about this particular part of this pandemic? Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. It's good to be back. And the Academy's uh, very thrilled to have this opportunity to uh, go over these important questions with you. So I, I guess I want to frame uh, the situation as it stands now very clearly for the audience. And that is, it, this is a really historic, dangerous, very deadly epidemic. We call it a pandemic because the epidemic is across the world. And it's not just a little bit of bad news. It's not just something that's going to come and go. It's going to be with us till the vaccines are in place. And the good news is vaccines are, I'm very confident that the vaccines are on the way and will end this nightmare. Um, the evidence is overwhelming that, uh, that, that, that these vaccines are going to work as well as past vaccines have to end suffering. But we're not there yet. And most folks aren't going to have access to vaccines for a, a number of months. And right now, I'm very sorry to say, we are in the most intense, the most dangerous, time of this pandemic. And what that means is it's not anyone's imagination that we're living through a nightmare. This really is a nightmare. It's no one's fault. It is the fault of a germ. But the germ is with us and it has spread. And we have to be very, very, very careful. It's almost like, I feel like we're all soldiers in World War I in the trenches and bullets are whizzing over our head. And we just got the message that the war is going to be over next week. Well, that doesn't mean that you're out of danger. You have to wait till the war's over to be out of danger. And that, now is the wrong time to stand up out of the trench and have bullets that are currently whizzing around hit you or someone you love. So I don't want me to frighten your audience, but if people feel a sense of apprehension that something's not going well, they are correct because the United States and Europe and Northern Asian countries, South Korea and Japan, are experiencing their worst surges and, and to the point where this virus really has gotten to the point in the United States, it is everywhere. And, um, and so the only way to protect ourselves is to follow you know, everything that everyone has heard all along, which is to uh, wear masks. Well, to really, first of all, and most importantly, stay away from as many people as possible. 
in particular, stay away from those who are vulnerable, meaning anyone over the age of 60 or with high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and other known risk factors, including obesity, I'm afraid to say. Um, and, and if you can't stay away, to wear a mask and stay at least six feet away. So it, to get to your question now, what that means is grandparents, children, parents, we're all caught in this very dangerous moment. And we're all forced, I believe, if we care for each other, to keep as distant as possible and as careful as possible. So, I mean, obviously for we adults, we understand, most of us understand the seriousness of this. For kids, it's sometimes a little different. You know, grandparents, especially for littler kids, are seen as, you know, permissive, the more forgiving than their parents, right? So, how can we stay in touch right now? And I want you, while you're trying to cover, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom or writing letters, whatever it is, keeping in mind that some of our older relatives may not be as tech savvy. And I'd just like to point out that my 96-year-old dad can answer FaceTime. And so we're able to do that. So listeners, I don't know if you can even have somebody help them with that. But Dr. Lavin, what are some of the tried and true ways that we can stay in touch, even if we can't be physically close to each other? Well, that's such an important question. I'll share with your audience. We actually have grandchildren in Hong Kong. Our son and daughter-in-law live there. And just today, our two-year-old told her parents, I miss grandpa and my sister misses grandma. So um, huh. we're living this. We live this because uh, the kids live far away. Um, so we, we actually know what it's like to be separated from your grandchildren and your children. Um, but I, I want to share with folks that we use Zoom and we use uh, Skype and we are in constant contact uh, and extremely close. So even though we're as far apart as Hong Kong and Cleveland, we have achieved very, very, very close relationship uh, through the distance. And uh, for grandparents who aren't so tech savvy, I, I think it's really helpful for parents to find a, a device that makes it easy. You know, I forget the name of it, but uh, there are, um, I mean, for really elderly folks who, who don't have a lot of abilities on tech, even with parents' help, there are um, tech uh, screens for seniors that allow them to Zoom with like one button pushed. And um, the federal government's actually looking into making these available to the elderly to stay in contact through times like this. So um, I think the technology, you know, the video calling is by far the most potent um, method. Now, beyond that, if you're in town and you just can't get together, you can leave packages for each other at the, at the doorstep. You can call and telephone no matter where you are. You can see each other at the window. Wait, stop and repeat that. You can yeah. call on the telephone. Yeah, so even though it was invented over 100 years ago and you don't need the internet, the telephone is an excellent, excellent device. You're absolutely right for <laughs> being is. in touch with people. And, and um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're next door to each other or across the world. A phone call works. And phones these days have video capabilities on the call uh, that allow you to see each other as well. I, I can't emphasize the power of video connectivity. You can have conversations. You can see your grandchildren dance. You can dance. You can draw pictures and show each other. It's, it's just a great way to keep that relationship going. And now in the United States, oh my gosh, I really want to share with your audience the fact that the, the 
that this is going to end. I'm very confident this pandemic's going to end. And so what we're talking about is sustaining that connection for a few months, not for a few years by distance. That's so encouraging to hear you say that, Dr. Lavin. It really is. Telephone, and so many of them have video capabilities today, and teaching our kids how to use the phone or even how to write a letter, because especially for our older relatives, writing a good old-fashioned letter and mailing it, they love to have something to open, right? I mean, that's just such a great way. As we're trying to, you're a grandfather, Yes, I And am. we're trying to console our kids and say, you know, this is different. You can't hang out with your friends. It's, and we understand this is hard on the little ones. What about consoling our older relatives? Do you need, you're a physician, so mm-hmm. you understand this. But if we have relatives that are feeling really sad and depressed, and while this is a kid's show, a lot of parents are listening and they have parents. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have some advice for how we can help those older relatives to feel a little bit less lonely, a little bit, you know, because we're all together and they're not. Yeah, I, absolutely. So I think, you know, as adult parents who are, who, who are children of grandparents, uh, of our children's grandparents, we're, we're in a position to really help. And, and by the way, our parents are... Our children's grandparents are in a position to help us, the children's parents. It goes both ways because we're talking about two sets of adults. And let's just be honest. You can't go through a world catastrophe, which is what this is. This is a catastrophe without being affected. Everyone is touched by this. Even if you never get sick, um, living through this is, is very upsetting. And, and so we should talk about it. You know, the grown-ups, the parents and grandparents of the children should talk to each other and the first step is to, is to say to each other, this is not our imagination. It's not a Democratic, Republican thing. It's not the result of a recent election. This is a true blue infectious disease catastrophe. It's happening around the world. And, and we're living through it. And so if we feel tense and sad we can't see each other, and, and you know, grandparents, parents can say to the grandparents, you know, mom and dad, I feel for you that you've been cut off from your grandchildren, who I know is, is the sunshine in your life. And now that sunshine is a little cooler. It's a little more distant. But uh, the love is still just as hot. And the light of our love is still just as bright. And we're going to shine it your way. And we're thinking about you all the time. And this is a temporary thing at this point. We're at the tail end of it now. So uh, we've, made it, we've made it through tw- 10 months. We can make it through another five or six. And... Um, uh, so we're, we're with you. And uh, so that's really two things I'm saying. First, we need to talk about the fact that we're all suffering. And secondly, we're going to help each other through it. And we're going to get to the end of this. What great advice. And what a lovely sentiment, Dr. Lavin. It's something that I think we really all need to hear. And you've given us some good things to think about and ways to keep in touch. And listeners, I'll tell you, when he said the video, it really does make all the difference. I was able to tell my dad that he needed to shave and, you know, button his shirt up. And I made him get up and walk around. So that was like another cool thing that you can get them to get some exercise if they are not in a position where they get to get out and get some of that. Thank you so much, Dr. Lavin. What a special episode this was, and you've given us a lot to think about. Thank you so much for joining us, and listeners, share this show with your friends and family on social media because we can all learn and listen to ways to keep in touch. 
things that we can say, words we can use with our elderly loved ones and really with all of them, cousins, whatever it is, this has been really great advice. So share this show and you know, all of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard for pediatricians. We love our pediatricians. They help us to raise our children, and it's all about raising them safely. So please, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere these podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for RadioMD, the American Academy of Pediatrics, Healthy Children, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay safe and stay well and stay connected.